0: radio md radio md.com hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics it's healthy children now our favorite mom Melanie Cole MS welcome we're talking today about screen time from toddlers to teens Home for an unknown time period. If you're a parent right now, you know that this is anxiety, the likes of which we've never felt before. It's something that we've never experienced, and our kids, in most cases, are home from school. What do we do now? How do we keep them occupied? How do we make sure they're still studying and doing what they need to do? and getting some exercise and some self-care. It's all combined. And joining me today is Dr. Don Schifrin. He's a clinical professor of pediatrics at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Dr. Don, so glad to have you with us today. Such a pleasure to have you join us again. Tell us about some of your thoughts right now, about what's going on in the country and these kids that are home for an unknown period of time. What are you seeing
1: Well, that's a great question, Melanie. I think the one word that I would use to describe the situation from what I've heard from parents who have called me and friends who have older and younger children, including children home from college, is just overwhelmed. Um, This is a, a total disruption of life as we know it at this time. And You know, we have to go through a process here of being certainly anxious and fearful, but also grieving the loss of what we thought our normal lives looked like. And our anxiety and sadness is cascading a lot into frustration as we try to uh, wrangle the lives of not only ourselves as parents, uh, in terms of our own work life and working from home, but also the lives of our children, in terms of their nutritional, social, emotional, and physical health. So this is a terrible time for all families, uh, and, and fortunately, we're all in the same boat, um, and we can we can network, and we can also say, how can we make it through? with, uh, shall we say, a positive attitude and modeling, shall we say, calmness for our youngsters, because that's the most important thing, because when we're all in one space 24-7, it becomes a very difficult process to remain calm.
0: Well, before we talk about screen time, I want to go back to something, because you said, you know, we always talk about exercise and role modeling for our kids and eating healthy and role modeling. How do we as parents role model? calm at this time when we ourselves are not feeling it. And there's this general sort of worldwide sense of panic and not being calm. We want our kids to be able to do just what you said and to study and to do all of these things. But how do we do that if we ourselves are feeling this inner anxiety that we seem to not be able to shake?
1: Well, this is the the essence of parenting uh, and using parent as a verb and not a noun. The idea is that we are going to have fears and anxieties. And one of the things that I've been telling friends of mine is not to do what I call doom surfing, which is surfing the web incessantly looking for any information about the coronavirus and the extent of what the numbers say, and also uh, not becoming an an infomaniac, looking at television 24-7. Certainly, you're going to have moments where you're going to feel depressed and sad and anxious and fearful. And in those moments, hopefully, you're going to be somewhere with your spouse or communicating on social media with one of your friends and have your children not view what you are feeling at the moment. And certainly if you're feeling sad, if you've heard about a friend who is sick, you can certainly convey that to your children because they need to model their emotions after yours. And as I've always said, fear and anxiety are just as contagious, even more so perhaps than the coronavirus. And that's one, shall we say, illness we don't want your children to catch from you. So this is a difficult process, but hopefully you can model that for your children and calm them down when they get excited, especially if they're siblings and they're having some space relationships, as we call it.
0: So, okay. Now, when, when our kids are in a situation like this, it's a tendency to parents, and I caught myself doing it and tried to put the kibosh on it pretty quick, to let them sit in their own spaces And be on social media and go on to TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat their friends and kind of just leave them alone to do that. When under normal circumstances, we'd be like, get off that right now. But right now, it seems like easier somehow. What do we do, Dr. Don, about limiting that AAP says two hours of screen time? I'm not sure. Does that still apply right now?
1: Well, that's a very good point. And screen struggles did not start with the coronavirus. Um, we We have uh, children now born as digital natives into a world of screen time. And the AP guidelines, although very, very scientifically based, were not made for the apocalypse. so i want to I want parents to let go of their parenting guilt. And I want them to be creative and I want to improvise with them, but there are boundaries that you want to set up. Certainly, we want kids to have a social life, and that means that perhaps they're going to need to do social distancing by maintaining social relationships with their friends on video. And also, The, you know, parents, we don't want you to be the fun police and say, okay, you have five more minutes here or seven more minutes there. We have to be a little creative. And as you say, sometimes we have to let go a little bit too much, but we don't want to be too rigorous because that's going to set us up for failure. Remember, there's no best now for what works for your particular family. Certainly children thrive on routines and certainly you're going to have to have a routine and a schedule, especially if there's schoolwork to be done from college students all the way down to kindergartners. However, there are creative things that you can do and you can enforce screen-free zones, things like meals, things like family game night, things like if we're going to have a family movie and have popcorn with the movie that no one brings their personal devices out. We all watch the movie together And certainly bedrooms and bedtime should be considered as a screen-free zone. So we don't have to let things go entirely, but I want to let parents know that it's okay at times for them to say, I've got to be on a video call for my work right now, and so I'm going to assign my children some activities and I want to report to parents that Scholastic Publishing and Workman Publishing, these are the, the publishing companies that publish a lot of workbooks for children, and the Brain Quest series, they're having a banner year right now, when before this, parents were not buying a lot of, as we say, paper materials for their children. And now, those children are, especially the younger ones in elementary school, are doing a lot of work with pencil and paper, which is okay. But... One of the things that we've recommended for elementary school students and even high school students is find tutors online that they can connect with as well because parents are obviously having to tutor math. And as, as I used to tell my children, it's very tough to do the new math with an old math brain. So I want to let parents know that the screen time guidelines are not on hiatus, but we're putting them kind of on the back burner at this point because you have to understand what works for your family.
0: That is great, great advice. And, but one of the things I'm seeing, Dr. Don, is time management. So, yes, they do have to do their school. And sometimes we need to just let it go and let them go. But screen time, social media in particular, kind of sometimes makes it so that they are not as good with their time management. When they have classes and specific times they have to be at school, they really, you know, learn to manage their time. But now when they're at home and maybe there's a video class at 10, but maybe it's not mandatory, their time management goes out the window.
1: Well, every day, unfortunately, ends up being like uh, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. We wake up, and is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? We're not quite sure. Every day sometimes looks the same. So one of the things that we talk about is how do you do 24-7 time management when every day is sort of a blur. And what we've suggested is to have, just like school does, uh, school time and break time. And we've gone to the old-fashioned, old-school timers where we put a timer uh, from the stove, we put a timer from uh, an alarm clock, we put a timer even from a digital device that is only there as a timer. And we've said to kids, here's, here's the amount of time we have, um, and at, when the alarm rings, we're all going to go in the kitchen and cook something, or we're all going to the kitchen and we're going to bake something. Um, Or we're going to drop everything and read. We we used to call it DEAR in our house, D-E-A-R, and we used to just have a a general announcement or a whistle. Everybody drop something, we're going to read for 15 minutes. Um, And uh, so these are family activities and get the family involved as a family unit and not try to, uh, shall we say, wrangle a 5-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old, and maybe a 13-year-old in the family together. One of the things that we would have parents perhaps not try to do with their schoolwork is, shall we say, compare schoolwork. You know, um, your older brother always does his schoolwork on time, and you're just dawdling. Um, We we try not to do comparisons, and that's just going to be counterproductive. So we we find with schoolwork, positive, positive motivation does better than negative correction.
0: Very well said. So before we wrap up, best advice, Dr. Don, what would you like parents to know about how we can interact with our kids, let them do the things that they need to do to deal with their anxiety as well as our own, while also trying to put some kind of boundaries on the social media because it can have both positive and negative effects. They're, they're seeing as much of the doom and gloom as we are on some of their social media, which they didn't used to. It used to be all just kids dancing and things. Now there's a lot of this COVID stuff on there. So wrap it up for us. What do you want us to know about how we can take all of this and and be a family unit wherever we are sheltering and kind of help our kids through this while social media and screen time are in the mix.
1: Well, this is this is the essence of parenting, and the essence of parenting is what I call my 4M model, which is model what you want your kids to, shall we say, understand, teach that or mentor that to your children, then monitor what happens and then manage the results. Um, so first thing I want to say to parents is, is please, please, practice self-compassion and self-care. Um, this moment calls for you not only to care for your children, but also to be gentle with yourselves. The, the anxieties and fear we have are going to subside uh, only to return again uh, whenever a situation like this occurs. So don't be too hard on yourself when things aren't going as well as you think they should have gone. And engage in healthy practices, and that means uh, nutritionally as well, although treats are allowed. Uh, but when it comes to screen time, Uh, This is something where you're going to have to be creative, you're going to have to create some boundaries, and you're going to have to be a good model yourself because, uh, again, parents that are working are on their devices a lot, and they're going to have to understand what their time limits are. And one of the things you can do for your youngsters is remember that when it comes to screen time, content is king, that you can digitally curate for your youngsters very, very educational opportunities. PBS.org, um, games like Animal Jam and Think Rolls 2 and Endless Alphabet for, young, for Youngsters, um, BrainsOn.org, KhanAcademy.org, and Khan KidAcademy.org. There's a wonderful opportunity online to create your own library where kids can go to when they have some free time as opposed to just hours and hours of being sucked into YouTube.com. So, for parents, uh, obviously, this is a time where you want to definitely connect, 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 not only with grandparents and have a time every day for social media with grandparents, whether it's FaceTime, Skype, or Happy Time. Um, you want to be able to, to create a milieu or an environment for your youngsters that's welcoming and that's compassionate, and that's empathetic. Remember, they are grieving too because the only loss that we don't grieve in life is loss of weight. Everything else, we grieve. So be kind to yourself and be kind to your kids. And hopefully, if, again, your family can make it through this, you're going to demonstrate the resilience that kids will need throughout their life dealing with life issues that will come up as they grow older.
0: Wow. What a great segment and such great advice. Dr. Don, you are just such an awesome guest. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us really much needed information from an expert because it's really difficult in these unprecedented times that we're in right now. So parents, please share this show. Dr. Don gave so much good information. Share this show on your social media. Actually, share it with your teens and their friends, and that way we're all learning from the experts together, and we can take away so much great information from this. You're listening to Healthy Children, and all our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. They are the gold standard, and we love our pediatricians here at Radio MD. Please be sure to rate and subscribe and review this podcast and all the other Healthy Children podcasts. You can listen on Spotify and iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever podcasts are played. But we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.